friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? I'm okay. Yeah? It's another gloomy yeah. ass day. And I'm all stuffed up, I think, because of the change in up. weather. It was such a beautiful day yesterday. I know. We had like a little taste of it. Yeah. It's that. a beautiful day. <laughs> See the bird with the leaf in her mouth. <laughs> is that really the lyric? It, I think it is. See the bird with the leaf in her mouth. For some reason, that song was on your playlist twice yesterday. Uh, you don't need to be sharing my oh, I'm sorry. secrets. Okay. Um, dirty little secret. Uh, Davy's playlists are sometimes questionable, but uh, I was singing along because I apparently know every single word. Yeah, that, that surprised song. me. Yeah. And then when it came to the part about the bird with a leaf in her mouth, I, I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think that's the word." Yeah. See the Bedouin fires at night. See the oil fields at first light, and see the bird with a leaf in her mouth. After the flood, all the colors come out. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Why? How does he know the bird's a girl? Yeah. I mean, there must be some, like, I don't know. Is it like a reference to, like, it's, some old poem or something? I'm sure. Yeah. Friends and mothers call to action. What the hell is... Who is the bird that leaves in her mouth? What the singing about yeah. in the... Look, I've, uh, I'm a big U2 fan up until, like, I don't know, uh, Zuropa, maybe? Okay. So, like... By the time you get to like pop, even though I went, I saw them on that tour, but like pop, I wasn't into that. Uh, what is Beautiful Day on? It's like. It's a long title. It's like, I keep thinking all these things that I've done, but that's a killer song. Okay. It's something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. It's like a full sentence. Yeah. And then there's like, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. They had these long ass titles, yeah, which I like, but I don't from like those 2000. albums. And I yeah. uh, famously like think U2 is overrated for the most part. Which is not to say that I don't appreciate some of their early songs. I just think, all in all, they're kind of embarrassing. I, did, I just think the first three albums especially, um, October, Boy War, yeah, it's uh, un, unbeatable. They're, they're, they were so great. Some good stuff in there, yeah. And then I think they moved into being more... Because they were essentially like almost kind of like a post-punk band <laughs> in, 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 at that time. And then they moved more into doing these sort of like arena type songs. Stadium yeah. Bands. And those like Joshua tree is amazing. Yeah. Amazing album. But I think they only had like one or two of those albums in them. And then I don't know. I just don't like the, the later stuff. Right. And by later stuff, I mean, yeah, after the mid nineties. Although you make the comparison between you two and arcade fire. <laughs> Uh, I think I compared Coldplay and Arcade Fire. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, but I, I think I think you've. Made but there, I mean, I I can see it with all these bands. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, Arcade Fire. I like Arc Arcade Fire, and I like Coldplay. My issue is with people who like Arcade Fire but think they're too cool for Coldplay. It's like, come on, Arcade Fire are just as corny. No, Arcade as Fire are Coldplay. than Coldplay. The, I mean, I think it's a matter of taste. Obviously, this is all opinion. Yeah. How do we get off on this friends so fast? Friends and Mothers. Just because it was a beautiful day. Yeah, Friends and Mothers, do you like Arcade Fire? Do you like Coldplay? Do you like both? Rank them. Fuck, yeah. Mary, Kill. <laughs> Fuck, Mary, Kill, you two, <laughs> Arcade Fire, Coldplay. Okay, wait. Well, let's, let's, let's go. Um, I would uh, marry you two for the longevity, right? Okay. And for the long haul. Okay. Um, I would... 
I guess I would fuck Arcade Fire and kill Coldplay, but I don't know. I like no, some of those Coldplay songs. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Same. But I'd, I, I would miss, you know, and it's nobody an... said it was easy. Yeah. Nobody said it. I like, I like Coldplay. Yeah, they're fine. That's why. I, I mean, was... that, that last album was atrocious, but uh, right. what was it called? Like, I can't remember what it was called, like Music of the Spheres or something. And like half the album titles were just like uh, emojis, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was oof. But, uh, you know, still not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater. All right. So, uh, this isn't contemporary music talk. No, we're almost five minutes in. We haven't even said what the show is. The show, the show is called The One Where I Met Your Mother. It's a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. Every week we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother. We're watching them concurrently. We recap, recap the two episodes, compare, contrast, have a bunch of other fun things. So, we are on to season four, episode 21. Extinguish your joints. 420 is over. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for episode season season four episode 21 of friends is called the one with the invitations and season four episode 21 of how i met your mother is called the three-day rule we're going to put a pin in the three-day rule and we're going to start with the one with the invitations i don't think this will be a long recap because this episode is almost entirely flashbacks and is kind of stupid and a waste of my time. It's a clip show. I got really yeah. like we're gonna breeze through this one. Annoyed, yeah. So uh, we do open to the perk. We're ready to do a shot of espresso. Um, Joey and Chandler are kind of like uh, feeling jealous that like there's such big stuff going on, like with Ross and Phoebe. You know, not Ross and Phoebe, but Ross getting married to Emily and Phoebe having uh, or carrying uh, her brother's child. <laughs> um, children. Uh, children, that's right. Um, and so they're like, uh, um, uh, trying to think of something to do. They decide they're going to try to climb Mount Everest. And then Phoebe shows up and is like, oh yeah, that, costs $60,000 and a lot of people die and you guys will definitely die. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, you and I said this was 2015. Do you remember the movie Everest? We saw it yeah. together. Yeah. Um, which, uh, uh, is interesting. Um, cause that movie is based on the same. So there was into thin air was the book that John Krakauer wrote about that disastrous climb, whatever year that was. Right. Um, in the nineties and, um, Everest, the movie, I, I had assumed going in like, Oh, this will be based on into thin air, but it's not, it tells the same story, but it's based on different research and actually makes John Krakauer like not look like the best. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember all of this, but, uh, I didn't think that was a bad movie, Everest. No. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So instead they basically just decide to (laughs) rent, a documentary about Everest and then also other there rent Die Hard, yeah, right. uh, which I love that there's lots of Die Hard references in this episode. Yeah. Um, it is, it's not my favorite movie of all time, but it is without a doubt the Your movie I have watched. seen the most times yeah. of any movie and it's not even close. Yeah. The, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say the only ones that the, the next contenders are probably days and confused and four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. But still, they're not even close. I'm talking about I've seen Days of Confused maybe 20 times, and mm-hmm. I've seen Die Hard 100 times easily. Okay. Yeah, mine are top three, Clueless, Princess Bride, uh, Big Business. Oh. 
I would have watched Big Business again. Although it's been you a know, while. I think we've talked about this on the pod even. I, it might be Wizard of Oz because there was a point in childhood where I watched yeah. it maybe every day for a year. Yeah, I used to watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a lot Sound as a kid. Sound of music also. Oh, yeah, I definitely saw it as a kid, not all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of musicals as a as a kid. My family was just into them, I guess. Cause I saw Sound of Music, I saw Singing in the Rain multiple times. I know I saw Bye Bye Birdie and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Guys and Dolls. Oh, Grease. I watched Grease a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was never into Grease. Yeah, I was. But R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John. I've never seen Xanadu either, right? I love that song, yeah. Xanadu. Yeah, okay, so Die Hard. Uh, then we move to Ross. We finally cut to Ross's apartment, and Ross and Emily are writing the invitations. And in a weird dovetail with uh, earlier this season on How I Met Your Mother, Emily is a little like questioning of the idea of inviting mm. Rachel, writing mm-hmm. uh, an ex. Yeah. Um, she's not putting her foot down and insisting that he uninvite her the way Stella did about Ted and Robin. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, I'm just surprised. You do what you want, but I would think it would be weird for you. And that leads to Ross basically... Uh, well, I, it was very weird because there's no, like, fade or anything. Like, it just, like, suddenly... You're just, like, yeah. looking at Ross, who's looking at the invitation, and then suddenly we're in the pilot episode. Yeah, and you're like, wait, is this happening today? Like, what is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun to see... The way the hairstyles and stuff have changed. Yeah. Like Joey with his like shaggy, shaggy, like in his eyes hair from the first episode. Um, but yeah, we just, we get, I, I'm not going to count, go through all of them. It's just a bunch of, there's so many, a bunch of flashbacks. And they're all over the place. It's not chronological. Yeah. Yeah. Even. It goes all over the place. So we get some of our favorite Ross and Rachel moments. Well, I will get to um, some of these in funniest moments, actually. Oh, yeah. We will get, because. There's almost no original stuff that's very funny. I mean, Joey and Ross have the Everest thing, another bit at the end. But uh, Joey and Ross, Joey and Chandler, I still do that. Almost through the fourth season, I still get the men especially. They get their names confused. But yeah, so when it comes to funniest moments, it's going to be stuff that has been that was from the flashbacks that we've already seen. So, uh, yeah, we get a bunch of flashbacks. Um, and then I think, like, okay... We're done with the flashbacks because Ross is like mailing the envelopes. He's putting them in the in the mailbox outside the perk. Um, and then he the last one in his hand is Rachel's and he looks at it. And then guess what? More fucking flashbacks. <laughs> and then he does mail it when that's open. Right. Uh, and then we get uh, an actual scene where the gang are all opening their envelopes um, and talking about it. And Rachel uh, comes home. And uh, isn't she gets the the invitation, but she doesn't know if she wants to to go. Um, then we get more flashbacks, including I noticed because these are more. The, I guess the first chunk of flashbacks was mostly about Ross, and this is because it was him remembering, and this is mostly about Rachel because it's her remembering. Uh, and I did notice we get to in earlier this season um, when. Uh, 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 Ross was drinking the beer in the hallway. What did I call it? I can't remember. Um, hall beer? Yeah, but it was a... I can't remember what brand it was. It like started with an yeah. H. It was like a Hall Heineken, but it yeah. wasn't a Heineken. Anyway, um, uh, she had hurt her lip uh, from doing the cartwheel, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then in another one, uh, she had a bandage on her head, which I don't even remember what that was from. 
but uh, it's like, wow, Rachel gets beat up a lot in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Rachel. Yeah. Um, so then after that, we get to the uh, Rachel's. Now it's Rachel's turn to contemplate the and the invitation. She's sitting at the park contemplating, and then we get more GD flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Then finally, she makes the decision that she's not going to go to the wedding. She's going to stay because Phoebe also can't go because she can't fly. The wedding's in in London. Um, Yeah. So uh, Rich is going to stay, keep Phoebe company. And that's the end of the episode until we get to just the tag at the end. We're back at the perk. Um, Man, my autocorrect doesn't like the word perk. It always is trying to change it to park. But I'm like, perk is a word. Yeah. Perk is a word. Yeah. And it should know that you type perk. Yeah. All the time. Um, anyway, so we're uh, back at the park, and, and Joey and Chandler are making plans for what they're going to do when they're in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it involves watching TV in the hotel room. Yeah. And Joey thinks there's a different British version of Die Hard. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah. Do you have any other observations? Should we move on to Funniest Moments? Yeah. Um, I know what yours well, is because it's mine too. My absolute funniest moment, yeah. and it's one of my favorite moments in the entire series, yeah. is from the one with the East German laundry detergent. Yeah. Uh, I, I just remember that off the top of my head, Good by job. the way. Um, when Ross is weirded out by Rachel giving him just like a friendly kiss and tries to play it cool and then walks face first into the open dry and dryer door in yeah. the laundromat and falls down. Yeah. Oh my God. I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. And it still made me it laugh still, so hard. Yeah. 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 We both lulled. Yeah. And uh, what else you got? Um, well, I mean, because there wasn't any, like, hardly any original material, I thought the ongoing bit about um, Ross's handwriting on the invitation being sloppy and everyone thinking it's, um, ben. oh, they let Ben do yeah. this one. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, another one, I'm so glad they put it in here because it's, we, if that dryer door is maybe my favorite Ross moment. Maybe my favorite Rachel moment is when she's on the date with Harry Gross and she borrows the guy's oh. cell, cell phone and leaves a drunken voicemail telling Ross that she's over him, even though he doesn't know she was ever into him at that point. Yeah. And then she and then she's like, have a nice life. And she closes the cell phone and throws it into the champagne bucket. Yeah. <laughs> that like drunken like swagger. And she's so proud of herself. That yeah. really made me laugh the first time. And I was like when it was happening in the flashback, I was like, please don't cut before she does that. Please yeah. don't cut before she does that. And, she, and they didn't. I also love um, Rachel um, just, like, being so annoyed at, like, Ross being lovey with Julie on the phone. Oh, yeah. You hang up. No, you hang up. Yeah. Okay, I'll hang up and then, no, I love you more. I love you more. Okay, you hang up. And then she yeah. grabs the phone hangs up. Yeah. Well, yeah, when Ross is like, she didn't hang up. And, and Rachel like, she, she didn't, didn't hang, hang up. up. <laughs> Uh, and then we all, it's uh, already a classic, but uh, we do get a, a replay of Ross. The prom uh, video. The prom video, but I mean um, Ross pretending to cry and then going, fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. And then like them canoodling in bed post-coitus and him screaming, yeah. we were on a break in her yeah. face, which I think is rude. But also he's right. I will uh, always defend Ross in on this one thing. Yeah. That they were on a break. She declared them to be on a break. Right. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't have anything for make it fashion because it just wasn't enough show. Um, I like Phoebe's maternity clothes. Okay. I mean, I like that the um, like her character, like she still wears very Phoebe clothes, but it's clear that they're maternity. Yeah. So okay. I like that. I'm glad um, you had something. I didn't care for. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, Emily? Emily's 
like crushed velvet silver mini dress that she's wearing when they're doing invitations. It's just a standard invitation writing outfit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's like what I wore when I, when we did our Yeah. Definitely a mini dress of some sort. That's yeah. what you put on and when crushed you're... Crushed velvet. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Well, then let's move on to Under the Umbrella, which... Do you want to see my notes? I wrote the whole fucking episode. The whole fucking episode. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I didn't even write anything because it was just... Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, everything was yeah. So let's. This was uh, like a throwaway. Like they give the writers a break, I guess. Everyone needs a break. I guess so. Yeah. So should we? Um, should we take a break then? Yeah. Okay, we're back, and uh, we're ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 21, The Three-Day Rule. Now they take it away. All right. Uh, swig some of your beer. We're opening at McLaren. Hell yeah. Yes. Right? Um, and right off the bat, Ted gets some digits. Um, it's a lovely lady named Holly. Mm-hmm. And then Barney goes into his whole spiel about names that end in L-Y are, like, dirty girls, and those that end... With I are like crazy dirty girls. Yeah. Something. And then yeah. Marshall says, What about Lily? Yeah, she's crazy. Like everyone. She's right, she's dirty yeah. or she's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Ted is so excited about getting the digits and he's like, Okay, I'm gonna like call her right away. And of course Barney has a three day rule of <laughs> you have to wait three days. And while Ted disagrees, he agrees to it. But we see it. Oh, cool. I, I was going to say, uh, friends and mothers, do you abide by the three-day rule, or did you when you were dating? Or because that's not a thing that Barney made up. That's like a that's a a, a thing. And I did that with you, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I waited even longer. But I think after getting your your number the and then new, calling you, the new etiquette, as, oh, which I didn't read, as described in the cut. Um, what is that? That's um, is that the New York Times? Times? I think it's New York. The, the Gray oh. Lady. It's not New York Times. It's not the Gray Lady. I think it's L.A. Times. Oh, okay. I, so L.A. Times in the cut. Uh, one of the new etiquette rules is like, after a hang or a date, text within three hours, and it could it could just be like, had a fun time, can't wait to do it again, or had so much, you know, just like something. But is that the same? As, as getting digits, you know? No. No, I guess it's different. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess if you get digits, like, it was great meeting you. Let's yeah. talk soon. I feel like I waited, like, a week before I called you. Yeah. I mean, I think all those things are stupid. There shouldn't be a rule. Because I'm trying to remember. I remember the night that I got your digits. It was the night we were bowling. Mm-hmm. And we went to the R bar. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a weeknight. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason I remember, because I have a good memory, that I called you on a Wednesday. So either it was like a was, Monday. Yeah. And then, because I know it was Wednesday when I called you. I don't know why I remember that, but I know that it was Wednesday. Could it have been like a bowling Sunday night? No, because I know it was, I remember the, uh, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to go to... The year, what was it? 2008. Yeah. Wow, you can go back that far? Yeah. No, but I'm going to see what day of the week would Sean's birthday have been. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the December 10th. 
But it could have been like around there on whatever. Okay. If it was on his birthday, it was on a Wednesday. And then our first date was December 19th. So I think I called you on the 17th and was like, hey, what are you doing Friday? Okay. So I waited a whole week. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any events on my calendar because I don't know if I was really using. I wonder what the oldest event on my Google calendar is. Friends and mothers, what's the oldest event on your <laughs> Google calendar? All right, we're way off track. Okay. Sorry, three so, days. And yeah, do you abide by the three days rule is also. Yes. Yeah. Um, or if not, what what is your rules? Do you agree that you should call or text right away? Um, but Ted is like, um, you like her, you call her. And everyone says like, no, don't do it. Um, he's back at the apartment. He agreed to not call her for three days, but he, no one said anything about texting. So he sent her a texty text <laughs> and he was so self-conscious about it. Yeah. Um, and I liked the, like the font appearing on the screen and him trying to like catch it yeah. and like bust it up. Yeah. So he immediately regrets it. Um, but then she supposedly writes back that she's yeah. in the bath, um, naked and um then that leads to um uh ted's i just saw a naked girl laugh and it's like <laughs> it's like butthead it's like butthead yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and robin like knows it right away and calls yeah. it out and um then we get little flashbacks of him walking in on lily and doing the laugh yeah and um, a few other occasions, and Ted's like, no, I don't do that. And then Robin opens up her robe, yeah. and then he can't help himself. He laughs. <laughs> um, and then the, they're texting, supposedly they're texting back and forth, like kind of sexy. She said She's saying that she's like sitting around her house reading architecture magazines. In her old cheerleader in outfit. In her old cheerleading outfit. And Robin's like, that's bullshit. And Ted's like, oh, she's perfect. Um, we find out later on in uh, McLaren's that uh, Barney and Marshall are having a laugh. They switched the numbers in the phone. Um, because, oh, because Ted got, like, creeped out because she sent another text saying, like, I'm getting um, takeout from Gennaro's. Yeah. I'll be home soon. I love you. And then he got confused. But he also saying something, like dirty yes um but so robin finds out because she goes to mclaren's and marshall had like picked up Gennaro's yeah. for lily yeah who's mysteriously not in the episode because she's giving birth in real life yeah but what's because she's still pissed at Mar uh, uh, barney about that joke she's still pissed yeah exactly <laughs> um so robin is upset with marshall and barney and saying like you need to tell him this is really cruel um, they're basically at this point, like having like phone sex with Ted, yeah, yeah. they're, they're sexting hardcore. Um, and then we get a, um, a flashback to the early courtship between Ted and Robin. To, uh, again, to the pilot. To the pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see you later. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, then we meet Stan, who's a security guard and he goes to McLaren's every day for lunch. Yeah. Um, can I say he's played by Kevin Michael Richardson, whom, uh, you might not recognize visually, but if you have watched any kids cartoon in the last 15 years, you've heard his voice. He's, ah, uh, um, he has a great voice, very in demand 
voice actor. He's been on a lot of panels at Comic-Con and WonderCon. That's what what I know him from. He's also, uh, I guess, maybe the role now that I think... I don't know. People who know this stuff better, because I don't really watch this kind of stuff, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the role he's best known for now is that he's the voice of Shredder in all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, cartoons. Okay. But not the one from when we were a kid, Uncle Phil was the voice of, right. of Shredder. Uncle so, um, uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's who he is, and he puts his voice to great use in this episode. Well, it starts off, um, he's, like, on the booth behind them, and he's like, why are you making so much noise? <laughs> but then he, like, sits with them, and it turns out he's just, like, this magical poet. You know, like he has a way with words. So he's yeah. basically Cyranoing their yeah. text, <laughs> their sexting with Ted as yeah. Holly. Um, but oh, right, because their whole thing is they're trying to get Ted to say I love you. They're trying to get Ted to say I love so you. So he can get it out of the system. So he can get out of the system. Yeah. Um, they're just like trying to sabotage his relationship, <laughs> but getting horned up for Stan in the process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so once... Um, once um, Robin, okay, so Robin goes to the apartment and um, Ted's like really falling for um, who he thinks is Holly over the phone. She tells him and um, then they decide that they're going to like do something crazy to get back at uh, Marshall and Barney by like saying something about, well, Robin, Robin wants to do like, I got three months to live. Yeah. Um, but Barney or Ted decides that it's going to be like, I have like sexual feelings for my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and of course with, um, Barney and Marshall, they're always like fighting about who's the yeah. best friend. It's Marshall. We know it's Marshall. Yeah. Um, and but so what can I say? I was proud of the show because I thought it, there's been so much gay panic on the show. Yeah. I thought the joke was going to be them being like, oh, yeah. you're the best friend. Or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. still wanted they to still... be the one that Ted had sexual fantasies about. And they <laughs> kind of are like, they're tying it into like this attraction to Stan. And so like yeah. they both want Ted to have sexual attraction to them. And then yeah. they're like imagining having sex with Ted. So <laughs> they both want to be um, the best friend. Um yeah, there's, like, a funny, like, fantasy sequence of, like, Holly in her cheerleading costume and then um, um, Barney, and Marshall. Barney and Marshall in cheerleading costumes cozying up. Like, yeah, they're cuddling, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're all having gay fantasies. Um, let's see. They keep trying to have sex with Ted. Um, Robin loves the idea of like the three months to live thing. Um, then they all meet at McLaren's and Ted goes into like a 30 minute discussion about his dream. None of it is about sex or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, the jig is up. This is Holly. Here she is. We're really into each other. I called her right away and she loved it. Um, Ted's like, I'm not going to play your dumb games. So he's out to dinner with Holly, and it turns out she's a little too intense. Like, she, like we both love indie music. Let's get married. Let's yeah. go to Brazil. So all the things that were going through Ted's mind are actually coming out of Holly. Yeah. And Ted 
is learning a lesson that this is not actually what he wants. Like if this yeah. behavior was reciprocated, it would be such a turnoff and too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Ted doesn't like that. Uh, dinner with Holly. Um, oh, okay. And then Ted kind of says at the very end, like, um, it didn't work out with Holly, but just so you know, I called your mother right away. So then we're brought back to, oh, right, this is about how I met your mother. We still, yeah. we're like introduced again to this little theme. Yeah, that's a good point. That we we kind of like, forgot about it. Yeah. The kids haven't been in it for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think Bob Saget still says kids. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We haven't seen the kids for a while. We haven't seen the kids in a while, which I'm fine with. Um, we will again. Um, the uh, uh, My understanding is that the the showrunners kind of realized like, Oh, this show is getting going on and these kids are getting older. They're supposed to be the same age. So they like shot a bunch of stuff, yeah. including the finale episode with them okay. early on. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. So they wouldn't age, but it also meant they were locked into a finale that, uh, well, I guess they could have just not used it, but, it, um, doesn't breathe. And it's just, I mean, not to spoil anything, but it's not a good finale. No one was happy with it, okay. <laughs> unfortunately. I'm good. Um, forward to it. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe from, most shows aren't good forever. So right. maybe Friends is going to peter out, too. Um, I mean, if this episode was any indication, it's all already on its way. Okay. So, uh, and then we get a final tag at the end. Um, we're back at McLaren's and... Stan comes in and they're all excited to see Stan, but it's because he's taking Robin out. On yeah. Date. So everyone falls for Stan, including Robin. And that's, yeah. that's where it ends. Can't blame her. Yeah. Um, I have a few observations okay. to make. Um, <clears throat> there's at the begin very beginning when, when Barney's talking about the three days rule. Mm-hmm. He has this ridiculous monologue about how the three days rule is inspired oh, by Jesus, Jesus dying yeah. and coming back on the third day. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And what I really loved about it is that Marshall and Robin, like Barney notes he's being ridiculous and Marshall and Robin are, are laughing, you know, mm-hmm. it felt very natural. Mm-hmm. I like when, when someone is like funny in the show, I like when characters actually acknowledge that, right. you know? Yeah. Um, you actually get the impression that these are friends who hang out and are like entertained by one another. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a, a nice touch to have to have Marshall and Robin uh, laughing at Barney, knowingly being ridiculous. Uh, yeah, texting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember at what time we, at what point did we stop saying text messaging and just shortened it to texting because he's already saying texting here. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I've told you my mom used to call them Tex-Mex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you notice Robin has a box of cereal in one scene? Yes. The brand name is Andriotti's, which is not real. Yeah. I knew it wasn't real. Uh, is so, a joke of some sort? Nope. It uh, is a prop... Uh, uh, a prop company makes Andriati. So I found this is an updated Cross design, but it's still Christ. the exact same yeah. Uh, cereal. Yeah. And yeah. there's a crossword puzzle on the back of it. Yeah. How yeah. Fun. So um, I wonder if they're actual. But that's, if you can actually do the crossword. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that reminds me, I guess these prop companies just make these things and. Uh, okay. Oh, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you finish. Wow. Craft? Craft services. <gasps> Opera. Look at it. 
Oh, it's a word find. Yes. Oh, okay. And it's got all the, yeah. Director of photography. Yeah. 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 Oh, camera operator. That's what it is. Production assistant. Craft Script supervisor. Yeah. Makeup artist. Uh, Foley artist. That is very cool. Okay. It is very cool. Where I was going to... Okay, so these prop companies make these things and come up with fake brands and you'll see them. So I always thought whenever I saw an Apollo candy bar in a show that it was a Lost reference. Mm -hmm. But really that's just a prop company that makes those. Yeah. And Lost just used it a lot and made a billboard and made it so like... Apollo bars is something that has become associated with Lost, but it's just because this prop company has been making that fake brand of fake candy mm -hmm. for a long time. Because mm -hmm. it, it recently came up because uh, you and I were watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Speaking of characters who are obsessed with Die Hard, mm -hmm. watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and there were Apollo bars in the in the vending machine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, cool, Lost reference. And then I looked it up and no, it's just... I mean, I guess at this point as we use so much in Lost that shows probably know that it's on Lost. But anyway... That's not that's not the point. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got. I think that's everything. Um, I also failed to mention when um, when it's revealed that Barney's not gonna play and this is Holly and they're going to dinner and they're really into each other. He's like, oh, and Holly is spelt with an I at the end. Yeah. And Barney's like, oh my god. Yeah. So it's spelt like the Indian festival of colors. Is that H O L I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess so. I was picturing with two L's, but yeah, either way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was the name of that festival. Yeah. You know where they like, they splash all. I can picture it. Yeah. 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 I've always wanted to attend. Um, well, I've always wanted to go to uh, Songkran in Thailand. Yeah. Uh, the Thai, the water, Thai New Year the where they festival. people yeah. Yeah, shoot each other with super soakers yeah. all day long and just get soaked. It's fun. All right. Uh, are we moving on then to funniest moments? Yeah. What do you got? Um, so texty text was really funny. Yeah, we we already covered all of mine. Um, and the like the naked the naked That's, girl laugh is yep. funny. Um, um, what? Oh, this is not funny, haha, -ha, but funny ironic when Robin is like talking shit about Holly, saying about like her not using conditioner. I'm like. Interesting. Interesting that Robin would be so critical of the condition of another woman's hair. Um, also, Robin is totally pregnant. So Robin is now... Can we oh. check at the timeline? Because she's doing the covering up her pregnant belly. That's why she's like got the cereal on the counter in front she's of her. She's got the cereal that, on the counter. Yeah. She's got sweaters in front of her. Um, but she's definitely pregnant. So they were pregnant, I guess, at the same time. Obviously, um, Allison Hannigan is much further along. Yeah. So she has two children. She's still with Taryn Killam. Killam? Damn near killed him. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Yeah, their first daughter was born in 2009. So, yeah. yeah. So this is the first time she's like really showing. Yeah. But um, yeah, lots of flowy peasant blouses. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I wonder if I don't know the. Um, um, sorry, I was just reading something very upsetting. Uh, I uh, I don't know what her timeline is, but we're near the end of the season, and and maybe by the time season five starts. Kobe Smulders would have already given birth. I don't know if they'll still have oh, to okay. do that into season five. Okay. But. Um, 
Um, she didn't reveal this till later. I'm reading this on her Wikipedia, and I didn't know. Um, when, while shooting season three of How I Met Your Mother, Kobe Smulders was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and had surgery to remove two tumors from her ovaries. Mm. The cancer had spread uh, to her lymph nodes, and she had multiple surgeries over the course of two years. As of August 2019, she says she's in remission. Mm. But that's... I'm so glad that... Uh, She's in remission. Yeah. Also, I I don't know enough. Um, I would imagine having ovarian cancer could be a threat to having kids later. I don't know, but clearly she was able to have two kids after that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and as of twenty twenty, she's an American citizen. Oh, good for her. Oh, she and Taryn Killam got married in Solvang. <gasps> Where? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if I can find pictures from the wedding. Uh, friends uh, and mothers, we're obsessed with solving and go every chance we get. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about it many times before, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, do you want to see pictures? Uh, yeah, I do. It doesn't really... You can't really tell where this is. Okay. Oh. What? Is that Solving City Hall? Oh, no. That's not... There's no City Hall in Solving. Yeah, what is this? That's not even Taryn Killam. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, um, what else do you have for funniest? I have one more. Um, no, that's it. That's all I have. Oh, okay, I have when um, when they're all at McLaren's trying to figure out who Ted wants to have sex with. Marshall just says, "Who would you get with?" <laughs> yeah, he has to imagine a weird like. Uh, um, Future situation, like the only humans left. Yeah, but I like when I like when Ted is like, like he he's making a fool out of them, you know. So he yeah. and Robin are kind of like on the same side. Yeah. Normally it's Barney pulling pranks on everyone else, but I like Ted and Robin kind of being like the masterminds behind yeah. this ruse. All right. Um, should we, should we move on to make it fashion? Well, just. Robin being pregnant. Um, and uh, Marshall and Barney wearing cheerleaders outfits. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, what's under the umbrella? Um, yeah, like um, Ted being Ted about, you know, too personal too soon. Yeah. Um, saying I love you, wanting to yeah. go to Brazil. Yeah, there's the best friend thing. The best friend contest. Of course, as you mentioned, we do get reminded that the show is about how he met uh, the, his kid's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting thing that I'd, like I'm surprised the show didn't highlight when uh, Stan is telling them what to write. At one point, he quotes Pablo Neruda, and he says, yes. "That's Pablo Neruda," yes. which we know from the Naked Man episode yeah. is Ted's favorite poet. Ted's favorite, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, should we move on to similarities? Um, yeah, I have a really good one. Okay, well, then you should go first. Wait, what is yours? I have two. Well, I guess we both know Flashback flashbacks to pilot. specifically to the pilot, and then I have another one, too. Okay, is what? it the one I have? I don't know. What is it? Okay, this is, like, really, really good. Okay, good. I think good. you're going to be excited about it. Okay, good. So, Ted's paramour is named Holly. Okay. Holly, or Marshall, says he's going to get takeout from Gennaro's. Holly, Holly Gennaro, Gennaro die, die hard from Friends. <sighs> what? Right? <laughs> That's a pretty good one, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
And also, you recognizing the main Polygen name of yeah. Bonnie Bedelia's character from Die Hard is, like a big is part. pretty hot. It's though. a big but I'm part just saying of, it's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of Die Hard, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, all right. And no, no, my other one was old cheerleading uniforms. Um, because oh, Holly's in her old cheerleading uniform, Rachel's, and we get yeah. a flashback to when Rachel put on her old cheerleading yeah. uniform. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, also pregnancy, uh, Phoebe and Robin and Lily. Yeah. Everybody's pregnant. Everyone's pregnant. Yeah. Should we play favorites? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met Your mother. mother. Yeah. It's an actual episode of television. It was an actual episode, <laughs> and it was a good one at that. Yeah. And yeah. friends, they were getting lazy. Yeah, I don't like a clip show. And also, I'm not, from the beginning, I'm not as invested in Ross and Rachel as I think the show yeah. is. And a lot of its viewers are. So I'm not saying I think they're bad for each other. It's just like, they're not they're not my OTP, mm-hmm. you know, in, t- in Tumblr <laughs> mm-hmm. terms. Uh, oh, listeners, who would be your friend's one true pairing? Um... I would say Joey and Phoebe. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 And also, like, what about on How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> Who would be the one true pairing on How I Met Your Mother? I think... I think it's Robin and Barney. Uh, I also think it's Robin and Barney. At least, yeah. the, at least that, show, that show knows who its one true pairing is. Yeah. 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 Okay, hold on. I have to add that to the uh, list of... Um... Oh, what was the other one I said? When do you text or call? Okay. Three-day rule. Do you have a rule? That's right. That's right. Um, also we okay. had the fuck, Mary kill. I, I already had that one down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's catch up on our correspondence because we definitely got some and I probably should have done more to organize it before, uh, one of these days I got to get organized. We should have a, um, we should have a text line so people can send us a texty text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You give out your phone number. No. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we got multiple bits of feedback about um, the uh, uh, the peanut butter and jam joke, which apparently is a real joke. What's the difference between peanut butter and jam? It is a dirty joke. It's maybe not as filthy as... Um, as Ted describes it, I don't know if you want me to tell a dirty joke on on the air or not. Um, sure, but, we're not. Uh, so the difference, Natalie and listeners, if you have kids, I am, I am about to tell a dirty joke. The difference between peanut butter and jam is that I can't peanut butter my dick up your ass. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. I told you it was dirty. Maybe you're more like Ted. Are you Lily? I'm not going to see you for four weeks now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, so that's that one. What else? What do you... Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> can you vamp a little dead, bit, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Um, organic dried mangoes. Kung Pao chicken. Organic apricot preserves. Four cheese pastry rolls. Oh, okay. The other thing we asked was, uh, where will you be four weeks from today? Okay. Um, 
because uh, that was what Ross said. What are you doing in four weeks, right? Okay. okay so Steph says uh, four weeks from today. Oh, by the way, it was uh, Jack, our old friend Jackson, who uh, told me about the peanut butter and jam joke. Oh, I didn't. Nice. I didn't give them credit at the time. Thanks, Jackson. Um, where will I be four weeks today? Working. Where will I be on Easter Sunday? Working. Where will I be five weeks? from today heading to emily's neighborhood i do follow stuff on instagram so i know she's getting ready to go to to london um she also says what is my lunch language i eat fast i would like to say my job is the cause but it is not i just like food um steph's job though by the way is she works in like healthcare and she's like a a respiratory tech tech or something i think you gotta eat fast and also like she's had a rough few years you know with covid and everything so uh um keep uh keep steph in your I hope she has a good time in London. Yeah. Uh, she says on the topic of the UK versions of reality shows, I would like to say hi. Uh, hi so I would like to highlight "Say Yes to the Dress." Mm. Uh, Gokwan, Gokwan, a treasure, is a presenter who could give Heidi and Tim a run for their money. Oh. Ooh, that's big talk. Yeah. I'd like to hear from your UK listeners on their histories with him. The American version is a truly horrible show that I watch only for the dresses. I love wedding dresses and shuddered at the thought of the actual ceremony. Mm. I agree. These dresses, I think she means the ones on Friends last week, mm-hmm. are not impressive. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's yeah, yeah, agreed. Excuse me. Uh, Liz says, "I do not know how to lip read." Oh, okay. Liz also was just telling us what the joke was. It's yeah, the oh, exact okay. same. Uh, and Liz says Ted was probably right when he said that it's boy funny because it was not funny to her. Yeah. Um, but that's not what I think. Like when I think of like boy funny. Meaning, like, not girl funny. I don't think of dirty jokes. I think of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yeah. <laughs> because that's... You, Natalie, are, A, the funniest person I know. And you have very good taste in comedy. We never would have met if it weren't for the fact that we both love comedy. We met mm-hmm. through friends who going to stand-up shows mm-hmm. and stuff. And yet, you don't like Monty Python. <laughs> and so that's, that's, to me, a true sign of something being boy funny and not girl funny. Yeah, maybe. But I love Monty Python. Is there anything that I think is girl funny that you don't get? Oh, like uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous? I just don't think that's a funny movie. Oh, it's hilarious. No, I think I used to talk about this with um, Paul Goebel when I had a different TV show. Uh, I love her personality and I love her as an actress, but uh, Bridget Everett's like show, her performance, mm-hmm. I don't really get it. But everyone who loves it, like women love her her like sort of filthy lounge act type performance. Yeah generally um and i've never really understood it but um it it's because of that that i know who bridget everett is and i love her and we loved uh uh what was it called somewhere someday some uh um some somebody somewhere somebody somewhere yeah mm-hmm. that was a good show and i think it's coming back for a second season mm-hmm. do, do you like amy schumer yeah do you like her comedy yeah that's yeah. not too girl no i think because the difference is to me amy schumer is telling jokes Bridget Everett is kind of like being a bit, I don't get what the jokes are, you know, mm, there's okay. in her lounge act that okay. she's not cracking wise. She's just sort of like, it's just like an attitude, which I think is also true of Chelsea Handler, but a lot of people don't like Chelsea Handler and, and me included. I've never been a fan of Chelsea Handler. Uh, I mean, I'm sure she's a perfectly nice person. I'm just not a fan of her comedy is what I meant. Yeah. I don't want to like, sure. I'm sure I'd like Chelsea Handler if I knew her, <laughs> but I just am not a fan of her comedy. Um, uh, and then Liz also points out what we pointed out that the whole point of that joke was, uh, give, was coming up with a reason for Lily to not be on the show for four weeks. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you, Liz. 
Uh, yeah, let's see. Feel like I had. Is this the last one? I think. Yeah, I have one from Alex, and I think that's it. Hey, if I but if I ever if you ever send something and I skip it, um, let me know. Send it again. That's what um, I think Paige did that because uh, Twitter um, was like disappearing messages. Mm-hmm. Fucking Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex says four weeks from today is my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Alex's brother. Yeah, happy birthday, Alex's brother. But he won't be there. He'll be at work uh, doing data entry and listening to podcasts. I'm assuming like this one. Um, oh, and I had also asked about when and how far behind these shows aired in the UK. So he says, I don't remember what month or year season four of Friends was airing here on Friday. So it was Friday. He said, I presume there's a bit of a delay. I know there was with How I Met Your Mother and Buffy. Um, he has never heard of 90 Day UK somehow. Okay. Uh, as far as we talked about going to Cuba. Uh, and uh, Alex's brother's honeymoon was in Cuba, and he said he enjoyed it. Man, a lot of Alex's brother talk today. Yeah. Um, uh, I I referred, okay, so he's correct me here. I referred to The Economist as being a right-wing English publication. He said it's not quite as easy to place on a right-left binary. They can be quite socially liberal liberal and pro-immigration, but also laissez-faire and the older... European meaning of liberal when it comes to economics. I just like hands off, okay. like libertarian, I guess, okay. type of economics. But they can be quite socially liberal and pro-immigration. Okay. All right. I guess I read them more, more for the economic stuff. Uh, he said the magazine, oh, it's more on The Economist. The magazine started in 1843 to advocate for free trade and to oppose Britain's protectionist corn laws supported by the landed gentry. Hmm. Uh, so... No, the Corn Laws were supported by the landed gentry and the economist. So the economist has a cooler uh, history. Yeah, history than I realized. Yeah. Um, on, uh, he said, "Thinking of the Friends cast as I have been, saw Scream Six in 4DX the other day. That's because uh, obviously um, Courtney Cox is in all the Scream movies." Yeah. Um, he said. Oh, I asked, have you ever seen the series episodes with Matt LeBlanc playing a fictionalized version of himself? I remember that. I never watched any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm partway through the DVD box set. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, I never, yeah, never watched episodes. Okay. I think that that is all of the, uh, correspondence. If you left a comment on at battleshipretention.com, there's a possibility I just haven't seen it yet. I've been very busy and haven't really, uh, been able to do website maintenance recently. So, um, maybe I'll read that next week if that's where you left it. Uh, oh, I saw, I should also make sure Steph didn't, uh, also dm me like um no that's right she did dm me asking me for the email oh, okay <laughs> even though i say it every week yeah. i think that means that steph stops listening before we do our like plugs <laughs> at the end we caught you steph yeah she's not listening to this either yeah uh, she's already checked out yeah okay uh what's next oh next up is my favorite part of the my favorite episode to introduce it's called how were we doing this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired so season four, episode 21 of Friends, if you can call it an episode, air, uh, the, one with, one, the one with the invitations, aired on Thursday, April 23rd, 1998. Uh, as far as what happened this day, um, James Earl Ray, Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassin, died on this day. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, he had a really, like, he, I didn't realize that at the time that he assassinated 
Martin Luther King Jr., he was an escaped fugitive. He had already been to prison for something else and had broken out of prison by hiding in a bakery truck, wow. like in an old movie, uh, and was like on the lam and living under assumed names and stuff. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, after he killed Martin Luther King, he uh, fled the country. It took them a while to find him. And then he escaped from prison again at one point and was, was very quickly caught again. And then he died on April 28th, 23rd, 1998. Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. At number five, Shania Twain's You're Still the One. Still the one. Uh, at number four, uh, Madonna's Frozen. At number three, Montel Jordan's Let's Ride. At number two, Casey and JoJo's All My Life. And at number one, where it belongs, Too Close by Next. Oh man, I wish this. I wish we had a video element here because I was just really busting a move doing yeah. some, doing some chair dancing. chair dancing. Yeah. Season four, episode twenty-one of How I Met Your Mother: The Three Day Rule, uh, or is it, it's just Three Day Rule, not the Three Day Rule. Aired on Monday, April twenty-seventh, two thousand nine. Uh, what happened on this? Day, um, General Motors announces that it will eliminate the Pontiac brand, which has been around since 1982 by the end of 2010. Huh. There's no more Pontiacs. Who knew? I guess now, now that I read it, it's like, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen a commercial for a Pontiac yeah. in 13, 15 years, right? Is that who did the LeSabre? That's the Buick LeSabre. The Buick LeSabre, okay. Yeah, what did what, Pontiac yeah. even do? Pontiac Grand... Grand... That sounds like something. Pontiac Grand Prix. Grand Am. Um, okay, they did the Aztec, which is Walter White's tour. Oh, yeah. The Vibe, the Firebird. The okay. Vibe. I rented a Vibe once. Okay. Uh, GTO. Yeah. I'll tell you why I know. Grand that. Prix. And Grand Am. Okay. So can I tell you a little story about a Pontiac Vibe? Yeah. So one of my best friends, Tanya, and I, <laughs> I know the story. we rented a a vibe for like a big road trip we went through all the the southwest and then we ended in vegas and we wanted to recoup some of the gas fees so we posted on craigslist does anyone need a ride from vegas back to la Mm -hmm. and our post on craigslist was titled want to vibe with us (laughs) but then we eventually like took the post down because we're like we don't want to be in the car with a stranger yeah Flash forward to me becoming a Lyft driver. Yeah, that's true. Being terrible. Uh, All right, so let's move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen on the next episode based only on the episode title. And the reason it's Challenge Accepted is whoever gets the most right Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of the season, um, or whoever doesn't get the most right, has to donate $500 to charity. Mm -hmm. Um, Weirdly, three seasons in a row, we've tied. Huh. Tie. Tie. <laughs> Let's see first how we did last week. Um, I honestly came very close. Yeah. I said Ross and Emily send wedding, wedding invitations not made with expired glue. Joey and Chandler just get one with the expectation they'll be each other's plus one. Chandler is incensed. I mean, that, like, Chandler didn't get one. Yeah, right. And Joey did say, I have a plus one. Yeah. So I feel like I came really close, yeah. but that's, yeah. Um, 
Okay, we. Uh, you came pretty close too. Yeah. You said we get flashbacks to past digit getting experiences and subsequent wait times after Ted gets himself a set of digits. So, so we were I both very close. We both get a point. We. Uh, okay, but they cancel each other out. So it's like when you're playing uh, cornhole. You know, you cancel it out. So it's okay. We're still tied. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Wait. We talk about next. Oh, that's right. Ugh. Come on, Davey. I'm an idiot. All right, yeah, I'm going to need you to vamp for a second. Oh. Uh, sweet cannoli dip. Vanilla overnight oats. All natural heirloom chicken thighs. Brownie bites. Okay. What? Overnight oats? Mm-hmm. Vanilla it, overnight oats. That's something you do yourself. Well, Trader Joe's did it for you. So I guess my question is, do I still have to, do I do something? I think it's ready. I think it was already overnighted. They're already puffed up. Okay. Yeah. I think. I make overnight oats a lot, but I do it, you know, put the water and some salt in the oats and put it in the fridge overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, mothers, overnight oats, do you do it? Yeah or nay. I mix mine the next morning with a little Greek yogurt, blueberries, uh, pecans, and a little bit of syrup. It's very decadent. It's very tasty. All right. Um, season four, episode 22 of Friends is called The One with the Worst Best Man Ever. The One with the Worst Best Man Ever. So I am going to predict... Okay, so... Well, okay, so Chandler has known Ross longer than Joey because Chandler and Ross went to college together mm-hmm. and then Joey didn't come until they are like Chandler already had the apartment. Right. So maybe. Okay, okay. Um, Ross picks Chandler. As his best man, and that dastardly <laughs> scoundrel Joey uh, attempts to sabotage his roommate out of spite. Okay. So like kind of borrowing from the how many other thing, Joey is jealous that Ross picks Chandler as the best man and he sabotages. tries to sabotage Chandler to, to make him look like the worst best man ever so that Joey can step up and take the role. Oh, well, that's fine. Okay. That, that's, that's my idea. Okay. All right. Season four, episode 22 of How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Is called Right Place, Right Time. Okay. Um, right Place, Right Time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, okay, we just had a Ted heavy episode. Um, and Lily's still out. 
Yeah. So this is going to be a Barney. Barney's going to be at the right place at the right time into some sort of um, sexy fantasy sequence. Um, is it... Okay. Okay. So Barney will find himself? Yeah. Find himself at the right place, right time. correct location and the... Accurate. <laughs> correct. Our, uh, the clock, our, or oh, the clock. Yeah. Um, to... <laughs> Uh, our dog is sick of us doing a podcast. Yeah. Just let a huge sigh. Like, Are you done yet? <sighs> um, Barney will find himself in the correct location and the correct hour of the clock to indulge in some sexy to about how to fall ass backwards into uh, a fantasy. sexy uh, fantasy. Okay. Sexy scenario. Sexy scenario. That's good. I like the alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just we're, we're watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I just remember when Andre Brower is uh, drunk and he and he says something alliterative and he's just like, "I'm so drunk, I'm using alliteration like a beatnik." <laughs> 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 All right. Um, that's it. Okay. Now we're done. Right? Now we're done, yeah. You can find this episode wherever you found it. Congratulations. Thank you for doing that. Good for you. Uh, but you can also leave a comment at... There's a post for every episode at battleshipretention.com. You can leave, leave a comment there. You can, as most people did this week, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me at Davey E-Y Pretension. Um, so that's it. Uh, and also check out my other podcast, Battleship Retention. And uh, if you have a few spare coins, you can throw them into the GoFundMe for my uh, 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 my, my podcasting partner and oldest friend, Tyler, who's yeah. still in the hospital. Uh, here we are seven months later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, check that out. So that's where you can find me. Um, Natalie, remind me where and remind, remind the listeners where you want them to f- track you down on the Internet. Send me a text city text. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you can't, but, um, you should, if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, uh, you have lots of calls to action. Um, we're happy to engage with you. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to read the calls to action again. Okay. Yeah. Forget that. Um, so yeah, fuck, marry, kill, you two, Coldplay, Arcade Fire. Do you observe the three-day rule, or do you have any other sort of uh, post-digit getting rules? Mm-hmm. And who is your one true pairing from the cast of both shows? Yeah. Not the casts. Not uh, not in real life. Not yeah, the characters. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't care about their uh, actual. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because we 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 saw Josh Radner's uh, girlfriend when yeah. we saw him in concert. She yeah. seemed like a delight. They seemed very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Fun time. Um, she okay. likes bad dogs and weepy men. Yeah. That was a lyric. Yeah. Uh, okay. Until next time, we'll see you at Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> <laughs>